human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept. And one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and as you know, we're now 12 days from Christmas. So today, go to the self-improvement blog and look at the bottom right sidebar. You might have to scroll down a little bit, but there you're going to find a video from YouTube on the 12 days of Christmas, and it's by a group called Straight No Chaser. I run it absolutely every year on the blog because I think it's one of the most delightful versions of this song I've ever seen. It's much, or heard, it's much more than just the 12 days of Christmas. And if you want just a smile, go see it. While you're there, look at the bio for today's guest. See what he looks like. Read his bio. Because he's not somebody you're going to forget really soon. You're going to remember Greg Maloof. Um... You can also find what I call a pre-review of his book. I have to confess I didn't get finished with it. I've gotten about three-fourths of it read, and all of a sudden it's today, and it was a little too late. I didn't want to deceive you and let you think I'd really finished it, but it is so good that I want you to know about it. Gift it to yourself for Christmas. You know, If you're on a heavy-duty self-improvement path, You'll be really glad you've read this book. It has some wonderful approaches to letting go of things in your past, uh, and I highly recommend it. Now, many people have had what they consider a rotten, abusive childhood and have come through it unscathed. Um, sometimes you don't come through unscathed. I've worked with people in my practice who've, you know, been tied up for days so they couldn't get in any trouble, who've had cigarettes put out on their skin, who've had all kinds of, you know, abuse done to them, and, you know, they have to address it at some time. You know, some people don't, but most of them at some point have to deal with it. Some people have an idyllic childhood and still end up in what seems to be a total mess. You know, what makes the difference? Another question is, how can two children grow up in the same family, receiving the same kind of treatment, and turn out so totally opposite, one thinking they had a terrible childhood, and the other one think that, thinking that childhood was all, all but perfect? You know, interesting questions. You know, we're complex beings, and no two of us are the same. But we have to ask, why do some people who have a rotten, abusive childhood become successful in business and then maybe lose everything and go on to be successful in helping other people who've had rotten, abusive childhoods or failures in business or all kinds of trauma? Now, just wonderful questions. And today we're going to talk about making peace with our past so we can become who we truly are. Our guest today, Gregory Maloof, is and was a successful Australian businessman. He suffered a traumatic, abusive childhood, one that most of us would consider really rotten. 
He became a workaholic in order to run away from his past and allowed himself to live the so-called perfect life, you know, with all the bells and whistles and stuff. At the age of 50, Greg realized he was living a lie. He was suffering from anxiety and obsessive control disorder, just two of the many addictions that he suffered in his life, and they were many. He studied NLP, or Neuro Linguistic Programming, Transcendental Meditation, and Psychotherapy, and in 2009 founded the Epsilon Healing Academy based in Melbourne, Australia. On his new path, Greg's mission is to better the world by helping people explore their anxiety, challenge their fears, and reach their full potential. Don't we all need him in residence these days? Today, through his book, his book like Silent, one that's just out, uh, programs like the University of Self and other valuable tools and guides, Greg and his team help people globally to live a life that in every way reflects who they are and what they deeply desire. It is such a privilege and a pleasure to to welcome Greg Maloof to the Self-Improvement Show. Greg, welcome. Thank you, Irene. Thank you very much for having me. We really appreciate the fact Greg is from Australia vacationing in Hawaii at the moment, and he took his time from his vacation to be with us today. And, Greg, I'm deeply appreciative. And Tell us about yourself. Who is Greg Maloof? Um, Irene, probably the best way to say this would be that I'm just like every other person out there. And I think that, you know, my past determined my future. And what that meant for me was that I, I effectively grew up uh, with these taught lessons and fears. I came from a traumatic childhood, as you correctly said, which led to early uh, adolescent addictions to drugs, sex and alcohol, uh, which were replaced by a primary addiction in my late teens and early 20s uh, of workaholism. Now, having come from a traumatic past, I was taught, like so many of us are taught, and we don't have to come from extreme traumatic conditions as I was, I was taught lessons in separation what made me feel separate from myself. And it was in, when I felt separate from myself, I started to feel separate, or I did feel separate from others. You know, belief in scarcity, my fear of loss. You know, we are at the whim of life and not the creator of it. I learned to repress my feelings, deny my feelings, hide them, obscure the truth of how I was feeling. And that led me to be extremely successful in business. In fact, the more successful I became in business and um, I became extremely successful, uh, you know, six figures every week. Uh, every week? That, every week. That was, that's how successful. I, I couldn't let a deal go because that past determined my future. Now, being born into money by my early teens when, you know, the drug, sex and alcohol were consuming my life, my father was going through extremely uh, traumatic conditions, family conditions of our own, which were court cases, gambling issues, and all the rest of it. And so basically, the only self-worth I had was, you know, feeling as though self-worth came from money because when you are physically and emotionally abused, 
you basically have very little self-worth left. Well, that self-worth, you know, when the family really had no money left, I, I thought, well, that's it. You know, what else is there? Now I have no self-worth at all, you know, no status, no whatever. So I became really successful. And here's the thing. The more successful I became, the more I didn't think I had a problem. And again, that comes back to hiding those feelings that we're, you know, that we're taught early in life and we carry through life. And so I really didn't realize I had a problem until, as it says in the book, and there's some pretty explicit details in the book, and I'll explain why later, um, because until I faced the truth of my reality, until a crisis occurred, I didn't face the truth. How was I really feeling? And I lived in a state of unease. I lived with anxiety every single day. And I hid the truth of that behind my many reactions to life. And when a crisis occurred, I needed answers to life because I had, you know, second marriage breakdown, three children in despair, and I truly wanted to help them. I wanted to stop those lessons that had been passed onto me, those distorted teachings that were passed onto me. At the time, I didn't quite know exactly how I was going to do that, but I knew I needed to do it. And having a compulsive disorder meant that study became priority, therapy became priority, group therapy became a priority, learning, learning, learning. And then it became an absolute desire to help others. And, um, you know, and that's the path that I'm currently on. So that's been a journey in brief. Let me ask you this, and I, I, I didn't get all of it from the book. I did pick up some cues or clues. What were you like in those days? What were you like in your family? Were you even present to them much because you were working all the time? What were you like with your business associates? Were you like, you know, go, 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 and you didn't have really time to pay attention to where anybody else was? What were you like? Oh, wonderful question, Irene. I was absent, you know, in the family environment. I was, I was absentee, you know, out of sight, uh, out of mind, and I wanted to be out of mind because in mind you often end up with abuse either physical and, and or emotional abuse, something would be triggered. Now, coming from a household of gamblers, uh, you know, a household where, you know, primary caregiver was a gambler, there was often a lot of violence that followed. And so out of sight, out of mind was the best. So even when I was in prison, there's a lot of fear and anxiety, so you repress all that. You know, you don't want to be seen or, you know, you may have to appear perfect, you know. Um, you know, I started life. And with teachings that I needed to be perfect and continued through life trying to be perfect when that was absolutely impossible. You know, we are perfectly imperfect and that's what we're not showing and that's what we need to be showing when we're growing up so that we can accept our misgivings. Um, Did you somehow think that if you could, though, become perfect, then your life would get better and people wouldn't be so abusive? Was that ever a thought that you carried? Irene, it's a thought that I primarily carried. Yeah. On that thought, knowing that none of us can be, or really some of us don't even want to be, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, you'll hear more about Greg Maloof and his remarkable story. This is Irene Conlon saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. 
Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at World Talk Radio and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected everyone has a belief system that they stand by it's comfortable and safe if you believe that a hot stove will burn you you won't touch it sometimes beliefs like this are practical but some belief systems may be protecting you a little too much these are the ones that might be holding you back there's a secret to changing your belief system and by doing so achieve goals and live a happier better life Start by tuning in to Subconscious Beliefs with Dr. Hein Lambricks, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Greg Maloof. Uh, he has a remarkable book out called Silent. Um, we were talking before the break about what his life was like, what he was like um, before he fell apart and got then got his life back in order. Um, we're going to talk about some of that in a minute. But what's your life like now, Greg, and what are you like? Uh, Irene... I I have never felt more joy in my life, and the reason why that is, and, and probably let's go beyond joy, because I have moments that, just like everybody else, where I get challenged, and, you know, the difference is between now and prior to the time when I needed answers was that I had no choice. You know, I reacted to life, and now I can take responsible action for myself. That maintains a level of a high level of peacefulness in my life, and that's what I really hope for everybody, Irene. The fact is that, you know, when you hide or repress those feelings in your past, as you know, uh, from I'm sure many of your clients, uh, you react to life. And these, you know, there's a process of undoing this, this and, and our reactions serve a really vital purpose to life meaning, which we can get into a little later if you wish. But, you know, I find a very, very high level of peacefulness. And even when I am challenged and I feel uneasy, I've got uh, strategies which I adopt for myself that quickly brings back to that field of peacefulness. And with peacefulness, of course, you can then start to truly express yourself lovingly to others, and that's when you start to really see miracles in your life. Oh, yeah. You know, your book, Silent, is a remarkable book, I think. That's my opinion. But what prompted you to write it? What made you bear your soul so to speak become so vulnerable 
to, to you know to others. What prompted you? Um, really, the the question uh, needs to be answered uh, as it is. What prompted me was the collapse in my second marriage. The only woman I thought that I loved, Irene. Uh, in my, you know, um, you know, abandonment issues as a child. Later on, you develop, you know, families, and and regardless of whether you can truly express love, and as we know, the ego self is very limited in expressing love. Um, we we don't really, we can't really show love. In fact, intimacy is not something the ego is good at. And so, regardless of whether we feel deep, loving connections, we don't express ourselves that way. Often, we express ourselves all the wrong way. And in the book, there's a, you know. Um, you know, we learn techniques such as hear with your eyes and see with your ears um, and, you know, in other words, observe without evaluating. And there are many techniques that we, we truly need to learn. But what prompted me to write it was the collapse in that marriage and seeing my children in despair. And then uh, I needed answers. And because I was very good at being able to connect the dots, uh, you know, in my life and, and see, uh, particularly in business and having trained hundreds and hundreds of people in business, I then needed different answers. I needed to find real-life meaning, real-life purpose. I needed to find, and this is the key word, sustainable. Sustainable mm-hmm. peace in my life. Not momentary happiness and many, many sad times. I mean, back home, you know, I, I often witness, and I still witness, you know, these you know, divorcees going out, both men and women, frustrated, absolutely, you know, look like there's nothing wrong or no problem and, you know, going out with the girls and they end up in, in you know, little groups and taking all sorts of medications to numb the pain they truly feel and you know when they when you get to know them you know they have their cries and they feel really sad most of the time and when you see them out you wouldn't think they had a problem well you know i needed different answers to that i didn't want momentary happiness i needed sustainable love peace and joy and then it became a passion to help others and and uh, particularly my children the ones i truly say i love and 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 so that's uh and help myself, of course, and so that's become the passion, the reason why I wrote Silent. Now, you say in the book, we cannot know love nor give love from an unloved self. Talk a little bit about that. Irene, what we have within us, we project outward, and you know, and that is why life becomes a series of reactions, reacting at our past, and we've all heard that before. Well, when we've been taught to repress those feelings within us, you know, and this is why, um, you know, this is why uh, we sort of struggle through life because we can't see the truth of our reality. We don't see the truth of why we feel the way we do. And when we don't know those feelings, we react. Now, if you feel, if you feel threatened because of, of some emotion uh, that you feel. It's be often because of what another says or does and an expectation that hasn't come about that you uh, needed or felt needed to come about, this neediness that we have. And this all comes from an unloved self, an emptiness we feel inside ourselves, And it's always there. And we disguise it in all sorts of ways. You know, we medicate. In my case, I became a workaholic, incessant doing. I've come to term tunnel vision. You know, we just have the blinkers on through life and we expect and control in order to have our needs and wants met. And those needs and wants, when we undo the layers, when we peel back the layers, are the true, the true needs and wants are the same for everybody, love and acceptance. 
love and acceptance and we just and we just and we we cover them up in all sorts of ways we either just straight out deny them we find our reactions completely obscure the truth behind them our judgments criticisms and attack are a sure sign that we're feeling uneasy unloved and that you know and i came to read once that that any problem that we have irene any problem at all is from comes uh, has its roots firmly planted in feelings of separation separateness from ourselves and separateness from others and so when we feel this unloved self we simply can't we simply just cannot express love to others no but we can't because we don't even know what it is at that point correct absolutely you you went for a good bit of therapy uh, you were coming from a place of uh, addiction and compulsions and any number of lovely little things that could hold you back. What did you find the most helpful? Or I guess the, my, another way to, to question this is, you know, what would you recommend to others as a starting place for, for turning it around, for getting to a place of self-love so that you can give and receive love? Well, I think the first, the first thing we need to find the intention for change. So if people truly have an intention to change, to make their life better, uh, and so intention is the first stage, we need to find that. Now we can do that by reading a, a book that helps us do that. Uh, but basically for me, I found the intention. Then, then through group therapy, and this was truly amazing, Irene, it was an amazing experience because it was in group therapy that I met so many courageous souls that explicitly shared their life to me. And when they did that, I started to express my life back. And it's when we face those experiences in our past that create the negative thoughts those negative thoughts that we carry through life and create more fearful a fearful reality that we can truly start to own our reality take control of it not let our past dictate it to us so it was really in group therapy that i found the courage to explicitly reveal my past and and that's why silent begins in such detail explicit truths about my childhood so that people find the courage to face their path and i think that is the first step but but once we go just a little bit past that, we need to face that truth of our reality, the reason why we feel separate from ourselves. And when we start to understand that, we then can start to see why we are separated from others. And, and, and there is a process, that, a small process that we can really apply in our life straight away. And the first thing, and I, and I should share this with your listeners, the first thing we need to do is to ask ourselves and ask ourselves regularly, how do I feel? When you feel that uneasiness, how do I feel? And, and you know, if you feel hurt, admit it. If you feel sad, admit it. If you feel lonely, admit it. We need to stop hiding how we feel, how we've been taught, you know, appear perfect, don't show your feelings, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. How many parents have said, don't feel that way, or, yeah. you know, boys don't cry. Don't say that. Boys don't cry. Absolutely, Irene. Yeah. All of those kind of things, and, and little girls here, you shouldn't feel that way. Um, you know, toughen up. Life's like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, that's the way it is. You've got no choice. You know, it's the way it is. You know, I mean, it's it's distorted teachings that have been passed on for generation. 
No one is to blame. No one. Not the people that passed it on to us, not our caregivers, authority figures, not institutions, not our schooling, because they're only carrying the lessons that was passed on to them. It was generational. And we and, and the problem with that, if we don't face those experiences in our past and we don't do that from a position of blame, we're doing it from a position of learning to forgive, we then can release it. But here's the key. This is the really important key. We are not genetically flawed. We were taught lessons that we believe made us genetically flawed. We are not genetically flawed. We are perfectly imperfect for a divine reason. And we oh, need to I take responsibility that. for our life. The other thing that happens to us is, is that we think we have to be like somebody else and we can't. We're, we're us. No. Irene, exactly right. And that's one of the, you know, the, the side challenges that we have, you know, that we just need to connect within. But the thing is, in, in order to connect within, and we hear it all the time, live in the present, you know, conscious creation, you know, there are many terms that apply to it. We need to do things before that to be able to live. And there are many meditators around the world that will agree with me here that, you, you know, you sit down for a few moments and all these negative thoughts come up, you know, and we can't seem to get rid of these negative thoughts. Well, there's a process in doing that and a simple process in doing that. We need to practice. I'm not saying that you can just do it instantaneously, but we need to practice. And with practice, we strengthen the power to eliminate those negative thoughts by facing the experiences in our past and, remo- and, and managing them. And then, and then through that process, we are able to accept the past, uh, accept the fact that there were lessons that were passed on, there were mistakes, that we're not genetically flawed, that we're perfectly imperfect and we're great the way we are, and then we can learn to accept them, grieve them if we have to. But the important yes. thing is learn the second step, which is to authentically forgive. And in through authentic forgiveness, we can then release them, and then the past no longer has control over us. And when we do that, that's when we start to connect within self. I want to talk more about authentic forgiveness. Right now, it's time for us to take a break. So this is Irene Conlon with my, Gre- my guest, Greg Malouf, saying stay tuned. Come back and let's talk about authentic forgiveness. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. Step up to the microphone. View the finalists right now on VoiceAmericaKids.tv. America's next great star is waiting to be discovered. Step up to the microphone is an exclusive presentation for VoiceAmerica.tv, where you can see and hear America's next top child star. The program is hosted by Voice America's own Cassie Frazier, and new episodes will be available every week exclusively at VoiceAmericaKids.tv. You can say you saw them at the beginning of their superstar career. Tune in to VoiceAmericaKids.tv. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. 
show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Greg Maloof. And before the break, we were talking how important it is to let go of the past through forgiveness. And Greg mentioned authentic forgiveness. Tell us more about that, Greg. Um, the first, as, as we discussed a little earlier, the first part is to face the truth of our reality, the reason why we feel separate. And we do that by asking us, how, how do we feel? And I should have added a little bit more if we, and because I did mention that often we're taught that our feelings are repressed and that we can't, you know, really speak about our feelings. Well, there is another way that the book uh, will clearly show people, and that is to observe um, uh, your behaviours. Because a behaviour is simple, um, you know, they say changes behavioural. Well, if we observe our behaviours, and our behaviours are easy to witness when we're feeling uneasy or separate from self, a simple judgement is a behaviour, criticism, an attack. Any reaction or any anything that's making you feel uneasy, straight away we start to understand that our behaviours are, are, are not aligned to our inner self. And then when we understand that, we then can ask ourselves, how do we feel? So we've got these bodily ways of being able to see the unease we feel. And then when we do that, we are able to observe or to observe the thought behind the uneasiness. Now those thoughts manifested from our past are carried through life and we need to recognize them because then, as I said, we can accept them. We can grieve them if we have to and release them. Kubler-Ross, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, obviously, you know, great five-step technique for understanding uh, that. Um, and when we release them, it's, it's you know, the, the second stage uh, is needed and that is to authentically forgive. Authentically forgive because we are not genetically flawed, that these are past lessons generation after generation has passed them down and that's often why the world we see is like we see it you know and they say that thought always comes before seeing which we can get into later but the authentic forgiveness is not as we understand forgiveness because the ego has a completely definition to forgiveness as the inner self has and the authentic forgiveness comes from the inner self the ego self it's like you know, holding a, a olive branch in one hand and a stick in the other. Yeah, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. Yeah, it's like some self-righteous act to make another to our, make ourselves feel better, or another feel worse, or vice versa. And authentic forgiveness is being able to forgive and forget. And and that doesn't mean that we have to put up with abuse or anything. It just means we need to set boundaries for ourselves around it. We need to, however, forgive and forget. And that is that. 
that we need to drop the negative thoughts behind the reactions or the uneasiness or the emotions towards someone or the resentment that we're feeling to, to somebody else. And, and that is really important for ourself. You know, it's really important for ourself. And that's what self-love is all about. And that's about stepping away from the ego self. Authentic forgiveness is being able to drop the negative thoughts. And it's then we take control of our life and start to find that real peace in life that we've only ever desired. Can a person who doesn't have love for themselves or lovers, if I don't love myself, can I really achieve authentic forgiveness? Or do I do the best I can with my ego and... Well, I hated myself. I mean, I just didn't like myself. I had no self-worth. None. I was always afraid. I was, you know, growing older through my teenage years. I was out there. I was noisy and loud and humorous and, and always covering up my true feelings. But at home, I would sit in silence and, and feel bad. And I lived with anxiety every day of my life. I had no self-worth, no self-love, none. Even when you were making six figures a week? No, yep, yes, but I was disguising it because I would forever do. You know, I would go home to my beautiful family. I built a home where everyone had their own room. My, my wife had a room, my child had a media, my eldest child had a media, and my little ones had their own room. I mean, where is the love in that? You know, and then our oh, dad's really busy. Uh, so children, give me peace of mind. I was teaching the same lessons as I was taught. I'm doing it for you. Who was I doing it for? Irene, I was doing it for me. I was doing yeah. it to fill that unfulfilled self, that unloved self. And the more I did, uh, the more I needed to do. The more I acquired, the more I needed to maintain what I had acquired, a fear, complete fear of loss and scarcity. And the more I had, the more fear I created, the more deals I had to do. Do you know how many times I said to my wife, this is the last deal and I'm finished? I wouldn't even know how to guess. It was probably regular. <laughs> and any deal that came past, I'd be on to it. Whether it was building a high-rise building, owning a shopping center, renovating, you know, I ran 50 people in a real estate firm and national, you know, coverage. And, and it was just, you know, there was no peace in my life. It was, it was the past. You know, I thought I'd left the past long ago, but the past had never left me. Now... What I came to understand is that, you know, I, I met many people on this journey and they were over-nurtured, over-indulged, and they were in the same place I was, the person that came from a traumatic experience. I wondered, how is that possible? How can two people from completely different lives have be in the same place, you know, feeling this lack, this fear of, you know, not being right. able to have? And what I came to understand was that, you know, these people were controlled to the point and overindulged to the point they couldn't do anything for themselves. And we all need to be able to do for ourselves. We all have that power, you know, that, that ability to be able to do for ourselves. And we need to start appreciating that in our children and teach them new lessons that will center them to self and allow them to answer their own questions through life. Absolutely. And now you have a healing center called... Epsilon Healing Academy. It seems like such a long trip from where you were building high rises and, you know, being in six figures a week. Um, and yet you sound extremely happy and 
happy. I guess just happy, joyful, uh, content, all those things. So tell us now what you do at Epsilon. Look, one, one of the things that I'd really like to just clarify with the listeners, Irene, and this is probably important for them because, you, you know, you thankfully, and you did say that I, I'm extremely happy and peaceful, and yes, I am. Primarily, it is my choice, and I, and, I, and I make those choices, even when, as I said earlier, life challenges me, and I don't feel that peacefulness and that happiness, because life is challenging, you know, and, and things happen in life that we don't like, you know, and we've got to learn to accept those things, but it's about staying in a place of unhappiness or being able to step out of it into a place of peacefulness, and that is what I've become very good at, and that is what this book is about, to help people find that sustainable peacefulness in their life but to know that life is challenging and also do you think there would be any growth if there weren't challenges absolutely not it's the divine purpose for life itself now it seems that when we get get really complacent and think we've arrived and everything is wonderful that's when we get hit the hardest and then we can measure kind of where we are you know, oh i need to go this direction for a while or whatever kind of adjustment you need to make but you don't know unless sometimes everything falls apart where you, you know, are self love is about accepting life and and one of the one of the big things that we need to reconnect to is, you know, to that inner self which is connected to everything in life itself. And, uh, it, and now it, we come to where the rubber meets the road. Let's <laughs> talk about the inner self and how yeah. we need silence. <laughs> well, silent to be able to connect within is a place of all peacefulness, and it really is the base or the home of self. You know, uh, as I've said in there, you know, it is in your silence that you hear the the, the voice of God. Well, it really is the only place, you know, and to have a spiritual container is really, really important. Not a spiritual container that we blame, but a spiritual container that is connected to us, to our inner self, that we can dump all this toxic stuff into and and we can move through life peacefully, you know, and the inner self only knows peace and it only knows love. In fact, it knows absolutely everything. And we've heard this said time and time again. Even science is getting behind, you know, the fact of this growing consciousness and how consciousness dictates life well it's absolutely true and if life you know without the challenges that we have in life we would not be able to evolve because it is through experiencing every aspect of fear that we truly come to understand love and love is as i understand love is the power source of, of life itself and that is what we are evolving into and that is why we need life meaning because if we just think that we're at the whim of life and that life doesn't work out for us and we always feel down in the dumps or we feel uneasy or carry anxiety every day and we're forever denying the truth of our reality, then life becomes meaningless. And we need to find life meaning in order to start really connecting to the, to the, the purpose behind what it is we're about and what it is that we truly want in our life. And sometimes it's really not that easy to find that. How do you help people find what they really want, what their purpose is, where they find this kind of peace? Irene, it's a great question. Um, And again, to me, I've been able to sort of summarize it down to three points, and that is we need to face the truth of our reality. We need to feel again. And as we've discussed earlier, we need to start to feel again, and there's a process of doing that. Then we need to authentically forgive, and that means that we need to face those experiences in our past, 
that create the negative thoughts um, and, you know, face and forgive. And when the first person we need to forgive is ourselves. Forgive ourselves for trying to be perfect. Forgive ourselves for carrying past teachings and passing on those past teachings to others. And when we do that, the past is forgiven. In other words, the past is gone. And then we, we need to, and then we have the process of connecting within. And this connecting within will be from the beginning, but, but we need to face the truth of our reality, authentically forgive. And then we have the power to connect within. And when we connect within, and here's the key, we start to feel the difference. And that is what a bodily purpose is, what the body is for. It's for feeling. Now, we've been taught not to feel, but we need to start feeling again because that is the path to healing. So when we start to feel, we start to recognize the thoughts that bring unhappiness and the thoughts that bring peacefulness and forgiveness. And when we start to live on the peacefulness and forgiveness side, that we truly start to connect within even more strongly. And that's when we start to find sustainable peace in our life and pass on to those we truly love, our children in particular, the, the different lessons to the distorted ones that we were taught. I love your chapter on children uh, in the book and how how delightful their laughter is, what children's laughter oh, can do for you. Amazingly different, you know, like to from a place where I'm doing it for them and, you know, be quiet kids and dad's busy and go into your room and play and all that. I find... You know, my world has opened up where I have so much time for them and, uh, you know, they bring so much joy to my life and they are the windows to our soul, they are the windows to the world. You know, children don't judge. You know, we, we no. put those things into their heads and, you know, they don't criticise, they don't care what someone wears, they don't worry about the colour of someone's skin. They love life, they love nature and if we start to look through their eyes and listen to their laughter, the amount of joy that we bring to ourselves, which, you know, perpetuates more of these positive uh, feelings, uh, you know, this revolving wheel of positivity instead of this other wheel that we create, this vortex of negativity, you know, it's amazing how life transforms, yet it definitely is in the laughter of our children. Um, yes, one of the exercises I used to often give my clients, because I did a lot of hypnotherapy, was try to see everything new, see it like if, through a child's eyes, they're seeing it for the first time. You know, see those things in your life, and and sometimes it can make a tremendous difference to see things through a child's eyes. Absolutely. I think the Buddhists call it new eyes, something like that. A- absolutely. I hate to say it, but it's time for us to take another break. I, I you know. Greg, we're going to have to have you back. We have just barely scratched the surface. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Greg Malouf saying, please stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. We're making it easier to listen to the World Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. best-selling authors find tantalizing new books learn the latest healthy living tips and be inspired to coach yourself to success on star style be the star you are every thursday from 3 to 4 p.m pacific time 
on World Talk Radio. The Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her health hero daughter, Heather Brittany, fire up the airwaves with upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Thursdays from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Come play with us. Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Greg Maloof. We've been talking about his book, Silent. Um, Greg, before we get into this very last segment, tell our listeners how they can reach you, how they find your website, um, all those good things. Yes. Um, well, uh, the, the website, Irene, is Epsilon Healing Academy, E-P-S-I-L-O-N, Healing Academy. And that will help people understand, you know, the many, you know, they're not alone, you know, the, the uneasiness and, and the things that we've discussed, you know, we're not alone in this world and there are many blogs and media related articles and, you know, all sorts of things, meditation techniques to help people, you know, find a path to meditating or finding the silence within themselves. And of course, the university itself, which will start to unravel very shortly. Um, to help people find, and I called it the university of self, to help people find their path to their inner self because that is the greatest university I've understood uh, of our time. So, you know, um, there's all sorts of wonderful information that will really help people. So the Epsilon, E-P-S-I-L-O-N, Healing Academy, and, of course, the book, Silent, uh, Silent, The Power of Silence, Gregory Nicholas Maloof on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And it's important that you put Gregory Nicholas Maloof because there are a couple of Gregory Maloofs and you want to be sure you find this one. Yeah, there's the famous chef and there's all sorts of Greg Maloofs. There's six just in, you know, on the east coast of Australia. And they did an article on it in the newspaper once. It was really funny, but yeah. <laughs> well, we won't expect you to cook. We just hope that you write another book. <laughs> He's a very good cook, too. <laughs> I, I understand that. You have an interesting little concept in your book. Uh, you talk about hearing with your eyes and seeing with your ears. What's that about? Irene, you know, this comes back to how we react to others, you know, particularly our partners and the ones we love. We find ourselves, you know, uh, often what I came to understand was that we're just not observing another's reality. You know, we're not holding our own reality. In other words, we're... Now, things are said to us and, and we react. Now, in a case of reacting or this vortex of negativity, nobody's making any rhyme or reason or any sense. And so our relationships are fraught with challenges and often these many reactions that obscures the love that we truly feel for another. 
And when we start to observe, and this is a technique that obviously therapists use and are paid countless millions for, but when we start to observe without evaluating, in other words, just to accept life and observe others, we start to, instead of seeing, the, seeing it as a personal attack or their words and actions as a personal attack uh, on us and something that triggered an emotion with us, something in them, a word said, expression used or whatever, that reminds off of us of our past, uh, that triggers that reaction. Instead of that, we hold our response, you know, hold our uh, reality, and we just observe. And you know, that's just hearing with your eyes, because what you then see is a completely different uh, situation. What you start to see in another is their call for love, and this is that part of authentic forgiveness. You know, and these are really important little messages that people can easily learn easily learn and start to apply to their life that will change their life dramatically in a very short period of time. It's an interesting concept. Not, and not taking things personally frees you from a lot of daily trauma. <laughs> oh, it, it, it does. And we, we start to really need to accept life. You know, and um, look, we're not always going to get it right. Irene, we're going to make mistakes, and probably that's another thing that I should, you know, leave your listeners with, is this, that, you know, on this path, you know, once we find the intention for change, you know, and we start to face the truth of our reality and delve back into those experiences, and again, from the concept of learning to forgive and forgiving ourselves, authentic forgiveness, and when we do connect within, we're going to make mistakes. Now, don't do that. what so many people do and beat yourself up every time you make a mistake and and you fall back into past you know past conditionings and react to life don't make those mistakes understand that regressing to old ways but regressing and now with a level of awareness are you able to step out of that situation remember life is challenging now when we regress to old behaviors and old feelings and feel uneasy and anxiety when you know the difference when you actually know what's happening you have a choice and then you with choice you know once we thought we didn't have a choice we can then offer ourselves instead of this self-loathing and self-criticism the need then to addict out in some way you know or feel really bad and carry those feelings then express them to others we can then just step out of it and regressing is an absolute vital integral part of healing and we need to offer ourselves plenty of self-love in the process and stop the self-loathing and the self-criticism because that doesn't lead to anywhere. That just leads to us acting out in all sorts of silly ways that, you know, we feel, you know, quite ashamed of that, that cause guilt in us and then we don't think we've got a choice in life when we absolutely do. Absolutely. You know, and I would say to people, one of the ways to recognize that you're spir- spiraling down into that is to pay attention to your self-talk. When you make a mistake, what do you say to yourself? You say, oops, oh, hey, I better do that over. Or do you say, oh, how can you be so stupid? Or you stupid thing, or there you go again, make it, you know, what do you say to yourself? See, isn't that amazing? Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Yep. Just all we're doing is re-verbalizing what we heard in our past. And, you know, when we truly learn to forgive ourselves, the past is gone and we can truly live in the present. Absolutely. Now, I really encourage people to get your book. There's so much in it. You know, I found such 
you know, richness in some of your concepts, like soundproofed words. We, we can't talk about those now. People need to read the book, but we've all experienced soundproofed words. And the whispering images concept, you know, so important to understanding our past and being able to deal with it. Um, just, you know, this book is rich in terms of dealing with your past and letting it go so you can begin to live, I mean, really live in the presence. I mean, living is not the same as existing, you know. Um, Pay attention. Greg, we're almost at the end of the show. What are the words you'd really like to leave with our listeners today? That special thought for them. Um, Irene, and thank you very much for the, for the being able to share uh, the messages with, with so many of your listeners. But the thought I'd really like to leave is this, that the only thing that can hurt us are our thoughts. You know, and we have a choice over our thoughts, but we've got to be able yes. to recognize how we feel to identify or observe those thoughts. Because when we do that, we start to find our path to consciously creating the life we've only ever desired. We hear the term said often, but we simply don't know how to get around doing it. Well, I think I've been able to, you know, through the explicit details of my life and those I've shared with others, connect the dots to being able to consciously create the life you've only ever desired and find that sustainable peacefulness and with peacefulness the love and joy that you rightfully deserve and so i wish everyone you know uh you know seasons greetings and i wish them only the very best and i do wish them uh, all the peacefulness and love in their life that they can um you know find for themselves and you know what if they get your book for christmas (laughs) they could find new ways to approach getting there Next week's guest is Morgana Ray, who's going to be talking to us about financial alchemy, you know, how you can thrive even in this interesting economy. Greg, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, I, I know your book is going to be a tremendous success, and we hope to have you back. I thank you very much, and I truly look forward to speaking with you again, Irene. You have a wonderful vacation. I know those children are probably waiting to go out on the beach. <laughs> they are. <laughs> They're great. They're good. They're very understanding. They're wonderful. Have a wonderful time there, and you as well have a wonderful holiday. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Greg Malouf saying thank you for being with us today and come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com, the World Talk Radio Network.